and I'm Ash and today we're starting a new series on Coffee and Bible Time called Biblical Perspectives on Raw Topics featuring Mentor Mama. Mentor Mama is our mom but she's also your mentor mom. She's here to be your mentor. She runs the Coffee and Bible Time podcast so if you are just craving more of Mentor Mama then go check out the podcast. We'll have it linked in the description. Now in this series, we're gonna have four parts. The first one is overcoming the guilt of having sex before marriage. Second, walking through a lifetime of mental health issues. Three, how to handle emotional outbreaks due to hormones and PMS. And four, how to become comfortable in your own skin, aging with grace. All of these topics are personally close to Mentor Mama's heart. She has walked through all these things. So that is why we are so excited to start this series. And I'm excited to, to be a little bit more open and vulnerable. So Taylor, do you want to start us off with reading Titus 2, 3 through 5, which sure. is actually what inspired this series? Mm -hmm. Sure. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. So that's why we're here today, because we want Mentor Mama to speak into us as young women and to teach us. Today we're going to be talking about sex before marriage. You already know that we at Coffee and Bible Times strive to help people delight in God's Word. That's why we love Alabaster and their inspiring Bibles. In addition to the visually appealing design, these Bibles are an engaging way to delve deep into God's Word. You can purchase books of the Bible individually or in bundles. Either way, your faith is sure to flourish. Alabaster Company has perfectly designed an intersection of creativity, beauty, and faith in each and every book. Use our promo code CBTPROMO or find our link below to get 10% off your order and let's experience God's beauty together. To start off today, we're just going to ask you, tell us a little bit about your own personal story sure well i was raised in a christian home i'm very blessed to say that i actually went to a christian grade school i went to youth group um, which i actually really loved and so i grew up having all of the head knowledge of what christianity was all about um, but what I would say is I had kind of three internal issues that I struggled with growing up. And I think those three things probably the most influenced the decisions and behaviors um, that I made later in my life. So um, to start with, I was given up for adoption. And even though my parents truly, truly loved me as if I were their very own, I never doubted that for a second. But there was still a part of me that sort of feels rejection um, of not being wanted. So that was kind of always an underlying issue. Um, and then the next thing is that my parents um, divorced when I was in the third grade. 
and this was really hard on me and I think primarily because I was really really close with my dad and what that meant was that I went from seeing my dad every day of my life to now seeing him only mm -hmm. twice a week mm -hmm. and and then there were some weeks when I didn't see him at all so I feel like that just really sort of left a hole in my heart um, but lastly, um, and quite frankly, I think the biggest issue is, is that God had not yet lifted the scales from my eyes. He had not, like I had the head knowledge of Christianity. I knew about him. I knew about his word. But it, he hadn't lifted the scales yet, and it hadn't gone to my heart. So the combination of all three of those things is what I really um, feel impacted a lot of my decisions. I think that a lot of times what we go through, especially in our childhood, affects so much in our lives, even the decisions that we make. And it's really good to become aware of that. Mm -hmm. It affects the ways that you seek out love. It affects the way that you mm -hmm. think you want to receive love that will most, I don't know, like heal your heart in a way. And I feel like there's a big misconception that you kind of need sex before marriage in order to like fully feel loved by the person or fully make sure you know that it's he's the one or she's the one so yeah yeah or even to fill that void in your heart that yeah you didn't get from right. your parents or that you didn't get the love you wanted growing right. up or whatever. and you know what i mean this is the topic of sex but if sex isn't your issue then it could be anything else that you're filling the void with so yeah so, Tay, do you want to ask the next question? Sure. So, the next question that we have for you is, before you came a believer, what was your understanding of sex before marriage? So, as I was thinking about how I wanted to answer this question, it really, I was blessed by doing my quiet time. And this article that I read in Moody's Today in the Word spoke to me so much. And I think it describes exactly um, what was going on at that time in my life. In this article, it says, Empowered by the Spirit, those who put their faith in Jesus Christ can now follow the way of wisdom. Without the Spirit, we couldn't even see it. And I had a type of spiritual blindness that did not uh, allowed me to have the fear of God like I should have. Mm -hmm. um, and so this article continues to say, the fool is one who suffers from spiritual blindness. And Titus 3.3 mentions folly as the chief characteristic of our life before Christ. And wow, I think that sums up to this topic. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. This changed when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared. And I can see that completely in my life, that I was just a fool, uh, folly, spiritual blindness. And then um, 1 Corinthians 2.14 says that without the Spirit, we couldn't even see the way. It says, the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness 
and cannot understand them. And so that's a golden verse. I that's really what it was. Like Mm -hmm. I was just blind to seeing the negative impact. So even though your mom told you, you just you didn't understand why she why she recommended why that was well. It's just right. It's like what you don't have the severe conviction that you would if the Holy Spirit was constantly impressing upon you to live by God's word. Right. It's just like. It's just advice, right. you know. A Christian that doesn't understand it looks at the Bible as advice. It's not the way; it's a way. That's mm-hmm. the better way. But I mean, what's the detriment if you don't really follow it to the mm-hmm. way that it asks you to? Did you ever learn about that in church, or was it just your mom who told you that? I didn't learn about that in church. I don't ever remember it being talked about. You know, in we grew group up in or... purity culture. Mm-hmm. And there were some detriments to purity culture. We had the true love waits talk. Mm-hmm. And that was horrifyingly painful. Yeah. Don't you think? It was a hard season. That but I did learn that you should wait. But it was just like, what's the point of waiting? The emphasis was wait because you don't want to like ruin your marriage. But it's like... Or you ruin, don't... ruin your heart. They did a crumpled up heart. And they said, you can never smooth it back out again. Right. Which takes away God's Oh, it completely, it takes away the gospel. gospel. Another question for you, Mentorama. Why did you choose to partake in sex before marriage? I think the the biggest thing was I was just looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm -hmm. I had this hole in my heart and um, kind of tailored just as you described it, I felt like... um, participating in that was going to bring me the missing uh, love and and Mm -hmm. cherish that Mm -hmm. I was hoping Mm -hmm. to have filled. Mm. I mean, it's not like you're the only one that thinks that. That's totally the message of the world. So it's like, I mean, to not have sex before marriage is completely absurd. I mean, in Western culture where we live. It's not true everywhere, but... So do... Did you feel like that that fulfilled you and made you feel true? No. <laughs> Not even in the moment? It didn't. It, it, because it can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would say no. So then would you say that once you became a believer, it was your natural inclination to live in shame and oh, regret? Absolutely. Like something you kind of hide from everybody. Exactly. Yeah, it's something that I'm obviously not proud of. Embarrassed, I think, is especially in front of you two um, and whoever might be watching this that I know. <laughs> um, but I, my goal and my objective in in sharing this is really just to encourage other young women um, that. God's ways are perfect and he has designed this to protect us from so many things and after God lifted the scales from my eyes and I could really just see the disgrace um, of my behavior um, you know I really felt sad by that Um, and I think from the greatest thing that made me sad was realizing how much I missed out on how special that wedding day and wedding night mm-hmm. could have been if I hadn't done that. So yeah. if I could just say one more thing about that, 
I feel like disgrace like kind of brings a little bit of an air of condemnation. I don't really think that's what you mean. I think it's more well, like she might have felt like oh that, she which, felt yeah, but that's not how that's God not saw right because the way that it's important for believers to like understand and think and wrestle through, especially sin topics, especially issues like revolving around lust or sex or whatever you might be going through, is jesus died for you while you were still a sinner yes so it's never like he's surprised that you mess up like he died for you when you were in your worst state when you hadn't even accepted him yet and Mm -hmm. so there is no condemnation for those who come to christ and Mm -hmm. so that's an important thing that obviously you learn later in life and honestly one Mm -hmm. of the most freeing things that you can do as a believer is to um, confess to other believers what you're going through because it takes away that stigma of shame that you feel when you're constantly keeping it inside. Yeah, and I totally agree, bringing it to the light. But I also think that you can so vividly feel those emotions of guilt, shame, disgrace. You are feeling those emotions, but the truth, the truth and what you know to be true is that, like Taylor said, Christ died for you when you were still a sinner. Like, Christ looks upon you and loves you. He casts your sins into the deepest part of the ocean. He's not thinking about that when he looks at you. He's not remembering that. And so, although you have those emotions, like, I feel shame, I feel guilt, you confess, you repent, and then you remind yourself every time that shame comes of, no, I am a child of God. He he died for me. My sins are gone. It was never based I've on my performance. Free. Yeah. Yes. So, it's... It's that balance of like, okay, I'm feeling these emotions. I acknowledge these emotions. What's the truth? Yes. And honestly, that's how I overcame the guilt that I did have once I became a believer. And it was understanding that true confession and repentance and accepting the gospel message that that is what Jesus came to do. He came, he died on the cross for my sin, um, which is why even it's so powerful for me at communion. I know you're not supposed to bring up, you know, your past sins over and over and again, but it does make me truly um, so grateful um, that God has forgiven me from a past sin like that. And I want to read this passage to you that I read in church, and it just is so near and dear to my heart it says look at this woman kneeling here when i entered your home you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet but she washed them with the tears and wiped them with her hair you didn't greet me with a kiss but from the time i first came in she has not stopped kissing my feet You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. And this is what Jesus said. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows little love. And then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. And this passage, I just thought it was so special as we were, you know, preparing to do this video and 
it's a really sensitive topic for me. Like and for a lot of people I, who are watching. Yeah. Like and I think again, like from a worldly perspective, it's something you see almost on every TV show that you watch. Like it's just commonplace. But truly when when the Holy Spirit has taken over your heart and you see how God has has ordained and set apart sex before marriage, he protects people during that process from getting, you know, diseases and from having uh, children before marriage, it protects you from having the need to have an abortion. And I can remember too, spiritual blindness that even before um, I accepted Christ, I can remember thinking that abortion was a topic that um, gosh, I hope I never have to have one, but I didn't really think a lot about it or think that it was so bad. And then after I became a believer and I realized like even in my own life, like I was given up for adoption. My birth mother right there had a choice to carry me for nine months. And if she hadn't done that, neither one of you would be here. And, um, or she, um, she could have yeah, aborted me. And so I'm just so thrilled that um, God lifted that spiritual blindness because now even that has, has impacted me and given me a passion to be open and honest with people so that we can help them as well avoid we still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some rando on the internet. And my mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. Yeah, so I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor in specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time, and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to the podcast. Oh, one other, one other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. So what advice would you give to the young ladies, the young women, older women who are watching today? My advice would be first and foremost just to search your heart 
to make sure that you truly have accepted Christ in your heart and that if there is any spiritual blindness, like almost just doing the sinner's prayer, because if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth that Christ died for your sins, you will be saved. And so I really think that that's the most important place to start because until you have that conviction by the Holy Spirit, then you will be open to seeing and understanding. And then I would say the second thing would be, if that is your case, then to forgive yourself, to believe that Jesus is who he said he is, that he died on the cross for you and he loves you. You are a daughter of the King, chosen, mm -hmm. adopted. Mm -hmm. And so to take courage and yeah, this is part of, if it's part of your story, you have the opportunity to someday be a mentor to someone else and encourage someone else. And mm -hmm. I just want to say too, it, um, as a mom, if you're struggling with, you know, how to raise up daughters that you hope will go in this way again I think it just starts with helping them in their walk with Christ absolutely well thank you so much for sharing I just hope and pray that those who are watching would feel so much grace from the Lord for whatever you've been through whatever you've done in your past that he loves you and every day is a new opportunity to just wipe have Jesus wipe your slate clean and continue following him so absolutely all right so next week we're going to talk about mental health and walking through the ups and downs of having hard issues with mental health we're excited to continue the series we're so thankful that you are watching today if you're not a subscriber don't forget to subscribe and also, if you enjoyed this video, please share with a friend. We love you so much, guys. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, Mentor Mama. You're welcome. Love you. Bye.